listening to Rising Above with Becky Davidson. When healed people see other people that need healing, they don't keep it quiet. That is the whole message of Jesus. Welcome to Rising Above with Becky Davidson, where we hear from special needs families who rise above difficult circumstances and discover that joy can be found in every story. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Becky Davidson. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining us this week. We are continuing in our summer series here at the podcast, and I am joined today by my friend and coworker, Kim Thorpe, for part one of a conversation on counseling and trauma. And we're going to share in this part one about our journeys towards getting help with some of the things that we were each struggling with. You know, as special needs parents, it's often so challenging to make the time to take care of ourselves, but we all know how important it is to do so. So I hope that you'll be encouraged by Kim's story and my story as you hear parts of our journey and how impactful counseling has been for each of us. Now, next week in part two, we're going to dig a little deeper into how trauma can impact our daily lives. And we're going to be joined by our personal counselor, Jerry Cross. Jerry has been such a blessing to both Kim and me as we have unpacked some of the challenges that we have faced in our lives. And I know that you're going to want to be sure to come back for part two next week. But here is part one in my conversation with my dear friend, Kim Thorpe. Hey, Kim. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. You know... It's fun having you on the show because first of all, you're sitting right across from me. We get to have like a legit friend-to-friend conversation. So Mm -hmm. You mean like usual? Like, well, (laughs) yes, like usual, but we're recording it. So we maybe, maybe we'll like not be quite as legit Mm friend-to-friend. Maybe. You know, we may not be as quote. Because we have the power of editing. Thank you, Mark Shipsy. (laughs) Yes, we do have the power of editing. Thanks to our amazing editor, Mark. Yes. Yes. But I'm so glad you're here because, you know, we've been in this summer series and Mm -hmm. we've been looking at different topics related to the disability journey, different things that our families face, different topics that people gave us. And, you know, one of the things that comes up over and over and over again um, with our families is how we are impacted by the trauma that Mm -hmm. we face um, so often when we have kids with disabilities. Sure. From behaviors to hospitalizations. I mean, just there's so many things that Mm -hmm. happen um, on this journey that cause trauma that can then lead to almost a lot of debilitating circumstances in our life to where we get frozen and can't Mm -hmm. move forward. And so I thought, what a great conversation for us to have about trauma, about counseling, about getting help and that it's okay to go get help when needed. And, you know, our stories here as related to me, it's very intertwined Mm -hmm. as to how I finally went and got the help that I needed because you, as my dear friend Mm -hmm. who, you know, we work together, we're together a lot because of just, you know, we work together, but you're also one of my best friends. And so- we we have we do a lot of life together. We do a lot yeah. of life together. We go to church together. We're mm-hmm. you know we are together um, a lot, and I'm so grateful for that because mm-hmm. you are one of the few people that's able to speak truth into my life. You oh, know, same that you know yeah. that I trust you that that 
if you see something, you're going to come to me with love. Absolutely. And go, hey, Peggy, <laughs> you thought about this? And that was true probably, I guess, almost two years ago. Well, maybe even longer than that, mm-hmm. where you would very kindly and gently go, hey, Becky, have you ever thought about counseling, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I would be like, okay, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. I'm, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it was usually related to some kind of... Um, like story you were telling me or some some way that you were feeling. Mm-hmm. And I just would be like, you know, <laughs> have you ever thought about, you know, talking to somebody about yeah. that? You know, yeah. and, you know, just kindly putting that in. And, you know, I've said that to a lot of people. So it's well, not just. No, it wasn't just me. Yes. No, I've said that to a lot. <laughs> but it, it, you know, you would say it and it was said with love. Every time it was said with love. Yeah, it always was meant with love. But I was like in my, every time it would come up, I mean, mm-hmm. it, actually my anxiety would shoot up just at mm-hmm. the thought of going to talk to someone and going mm-hmm. to counseling and what, it's like, there's no way I can do that. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Just fear and fear and mm-hmm. fear. But you you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like every day you're coming up no, to me. It'd be like honestly, no. like a couple of times a year, it would yeah. be. Hey, and have you, you had about that? you had some real legitimate excuses. Mm-hmm. You know, if no other word, I don't mean right. excuses, but like reasons why you didn't want to do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and I, I honestly, one, I was scared. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest ones was just being scared to actually sit and mm-hmm. look at some hard things that mm-hmm. had taken place in my life. And I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. Well, and logistically, you don't have a ton of time right. on your hands. Right. And, you know, you have to arrange childcare right. and you have to do like it. You had some like barriers mm-hmm. that you needed to kind of right. work through work through before yeah. choosing to <laughs> go counseling. The first and foremost barrier was myself, you know, sure. but, but, you know, I kept just making excuses like I I can't do this, and there were just so many things. I honestly I just didn't I did not want to look at. And I'm like, who would I even trust mm-hmm. to go share those things? Sure. I would rather sit down and talk to you than right. I would go to professional oh, yeah. to share those things. I get it. Yeah, you know? yeah. But um, there was one day, and I've shared here on the podcast before. I've shared it by the brook before. That I mean, I something happened had a situation that came up and I had panic attack. Mm-hmm. And I just remember going, I, I can't keep doing this. I cannot, mm-hmm. it was, it was, I, it was, I couldn't move. I mean, I was like, I, yeah. I can't do this. Aren't I, those scary? It is, it is scary. Panic attacks are so scary. Yeah. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I think too, I've, I felt a lot of shame mm-hmm. in that but I'm a Christian. I should yeah. not be feeling this anxiety. I mm-hmm. should not. I should be able to pray mm-hmm. and I say have this Jesus scripture in my heart. Why am I dealing with this? Right. Yeah. And so there was it's, a lot of shame. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of guilt placed on by myself, placed on me by others. You know, or just you know society in general. Right. There's a lot of stigma to, that goes with it. I mean, I think that is getting better. I think yeah. Um. But yeah, the shame is is what the enemy wants you to. Mm-hmm. Um, to believe about yeah, it. Yeah. But I came to the place of knowing, okay, I can't deal with this on my own. I can't, like I've right. got to get some help here because it's impacting my mm-hmm. day-to-day life. I've got to get some help here. And yeah. so I did. I made an appointment with the same counselor that you mm-hmm. were seeing. I actually knew her from, you know, for years. Yeah. And so I trusted her, yeah. you know, I was like, okay, I, I can trust her. You know, her. we both knew her before you and I were close friends. Yeah, and that we well, knew I knew her independently. Separately before. from yeah. that. Isn't that fun? 
And so um, made that first appointment, went in, started telling her my story and just telling, you know, of course, obviously in that first session, you're not telling everything, but just telling the history. And, you know, she very quickly Mm -hmm. said because of childhood trauma, because of all the trauma, being a special needs mom, Mm -hmm. then all the trauma related to my husband and Mm -hmm. his death Mm -hmm. and all that we went through with that. Um, Complex PTSD, generalized anxiety, and then grief. I was dealing with grief, you know, from the loss of my husband. Do you think that you would have said, I have trauma No. before you went to counseling? No, no, no. See, I would have said the same thing. I don't think I had trauma. Mm -hmm. But now knowing how to define trauma Mm -hmm. better, Mm -hmm. I knew you had trauma in your life. (laughs) Like I just since the passing of your husband and some of the incidences that you've had with John Alex, Mm -hmm. I just knew like there's some trauma there that- You know, no, I would have never thought that. Isn't that interesting? And I never would have thought PTSD. I never would have thought, mm-hmm. you know, because that's like what soldiers have, right? Exactly. And we've never we, been in a firefight. Those are a... that's a situation mm-hmm. where you know the Lord mm-hmm. has blessed us. Right. And we don't. We don't deal with that. Right. Um. But PTSD affects in different ways. Yeah. In different people, it really does. You know, it was so funny, Kim, because I went into that first therapy session and I'm, and I'm, you know, you go and you the intake session and you're mm-hmm. just kind of telling history and all that. And I remember walking out and well, first of all, she, she asked me, she said, well, when do you want to come back? And I said, well, when do you think I need to come back? And she said, I think next week. And mm-hmm. she was like, I think you need to come every week for a while. And, you know, and yeah. so I did. And then it got down to every few weeks, but mm-hmm. I remember walking out of that first session going, I'll be in therapy the rest of my life. I, <laughs> I think you told I me that. <laughs> will be going to, th- I had, there's so much here. Yeah. I'll be in therapy. I think you came back to work from that first session and you were like, okay, well, I'm in therapy and I'm going to be there forever. <laughs> for, for the rest of my life. I mean, I really did think that. I thought yeah. there's so much to unpack here, but mm-hmm. there, you know, and we'll we'll delve more into this, in this mm-hmm. but as we go. But it was like, once I started, you know, taking care of one area, it just kind of takes care yeah. of other areas yeah. as well. And so- um, you know, I started doing this really hard work and it was hard. It was hard Oh yeah, looking at myself, looking at, at, at what was going on in my heart and how I was mm-hmm. feeling. And boy, journaling became my best friend. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you, just pouring things out in my journal, helped me process and all of that. And, um, but what I started seeing was I started seeing my anxiety level go down mm-hmm. and like, like now it's, it's, like I did not know the difference yeah. of what, it, I was so used to living with such a high level of anxiety at all times. That's all that I knew. Yeah. You came in one day and after one of these journaling times, mm-hmm. you had, it's been a couple of days you'd been journaling and you said, Kim, uh, do, do people just always live like this, like the way that I feel right mm-hmm. now? And I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's how people live. Mm-hmm. And you were just like, I've been living yeah. on about a level seven, eight anxiety oh, totally. for years, mm-hmm. for years. And mm-hmm. you were like, I didn't know my anxiety level was so high yeah. um, until it got lower. Until, until I could, and then I could yeah. tell the difference. And I went, mm-hmm. wait a minute, wait a minute. This yeah. is, I don't have to live at this at this place. Mm-hmm. And then and then what's so, so neat, you know, like even here recently, something happened here at the office and it would have been something that would have triggered anxiety in me. I mean, like really caused me to become anxious. And I was like, 
oh, we'll take care of this. It's fine. It's no big deal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it was like, who is this person? You yeah. know, it's like, I, yeah. I, you know, that I, that it doesn't, now there, obviously there's still things that- Yeah, and you still get nervous. Still you still get nervous. Get anxiety. This but is, yeah. when scale of honestly daily, like mm-hmm. you said, seven, 24 hours eight, a day. nine, yeah. 24 hours down to like, I'm like, okay, I'm, a, you know, it's just- it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. But it all kind of started, like I said, because of you very gently nudging me to sure. do this. But you yourself yeah, had been going. And so yeah. tell that story. So the reason I was able to kind of see, because you said you would not have said I have trauma right. in my life. Right. Well, I would have said the same thing. I've don't, I, there's no trauma in my mm-hmm. past. Um, but because I had been experiencing a similar um, thing with my anxiety, it was a little bit different. And I did not live at 24 seven anxiety the same way you did, but I'd had a couple of panic attacks Mm -hmm. and it had come in seasons Mm -hmm. and in waves. And so my husband and I had decided that I would go to counseling. So the only one, the only counselor in our town that I had a relationship with was our counselor. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I called her she fit me in and we started talking and she was like, okay, so what year was that trauma? When I was explaining to Mm -hmm. her some of the things that had happened. And I said, well, and it had to do with the, my daughter's birth. Mm -hmm. Um, The birth of my daughter was, I had a very traumatic pregnancy. Um, Looking back on it now, I know that it was traumatic, but at the time, I don't think I would have called it that. You were just surviving at the time. Right. Um, She had multiple diagnoses. She had, um, most of those diagnoses, by the way, were, were which were fatal. Right, um, and you and, lived your whole. Pre- the thing was your mm-hmm. whole pregnancy because I knew you throughout that. Yes. Whole, I knew you and Jimmy throughout that whole pregnancy, mm-hmm. and it was touch and go. It was scary oh, from the you, beginning. I mean, mm-hmm. you kept getting. I remember, you know, thinking it was going to be one diagnosis, and it came back another diagnosis, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then just the birth itself. Oh my goodness! Kim. Yeah, yeah. Well, at that point, like. So she was, her first diagnosis, her first, sorry, her first diagnosis was at, um, I want to say she was 18 weeks um, in utero. So like real early Early. on, uh, three, four months along. And then for the next five months, um, I had to track her movement. I had to, you know, if she went longer than three hours without moving, I had to make an appointment. Like it was a lot. And Mm -hmm. so- and then up until her birth. And then at her birth, it was also a pretty um, long <laughs> traumatic surgery. Um, luckily, I was asleep through most, through all of it. But, but I mean, it was, pre- and it was pretty rare what, you know, yes, the, what she has she, a very rare condition or she had a rare, very right. rare condition. Mm-hmm. And so this, just the birth process itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going into it, um, my odds of survival were very high. Mm-hmm. Like I was expected to survive. Um, but my daughters were very low. Mm. Um, she was, it was very, very low for her. Um, and so just getting out of that and then her surviving mm-hmm. and then her thriving. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, I got my answered prayer mm-hmm. and I was so excited. And I, and she's, you know, she's 11 now mm-hmm. and spunky as can be a preteen, awesome gal. She and is amazing. She's awesome. Yeah. And so I kind of thought, oh, I don't have any trauma because my, Situation turned out. Oh, my story turned out great. Like these diagnoses that she had, she had surgery. Mm -hmm. She had corrective Mm -hmm. um, surgeries done. So she does not have any long term medical things. Well, hmm. 
Maybe she does. I don't know. <laughs> don't know if they're related, but she has. She doesn't have any long term breathing mm-hmm, trauma right. because, or breathing issues. But um, she had a tumor. She had a tumor. Yes, yes, I can share that. She had a yeah. tumor uh, that was in her right lung, which may that was impending the growth of her other internal organs. So at birth, the tumor was removed along with almost all of her the right side of her lung. Um, so. She first, if she lived through the surgery, she would have asthma the rest of her life. She would never play sports. She'd never run, swim, that those kinds of things. Uh, which I'm happy to say, she mm-hmm. is. Uh, a, she doesn't run or jump or play as much as an, as another kid. But it's just because she's my kid. Like we're just not an <laughs> athletic bunch. It's not because she can't. It's yeah. just because. You she know, chooses not she to. She chooses not to. But she, she's preteen all yeah, the way. Yeah. I mean, sassy just, little girl. She's awesome. She's yeah. she's amazing. She's basically uh, like my sassiness in a smaller person. Uh, <laughs> but it's great. And and so because I got a positive outcome, I did not think mm-hmm. that my trauma was going to affect yeah. later on in life. But I mean, you all were in the NICU too. I mean, it yes. wasn't just. Yeah. Oh, I lived away from family for uh, two months. Um, baby was in the NICU for a long time. I didn't hold her. That was something that was, um, mm-hmm. I did not realize would have a, a, tr- a long lasting effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't allowed to hold her. I think it was a month, her one month birthday when wow. I was able to hold her. And so that was, that was hard mm-hmm. that I didn't. And again, I, this was my first pregnancy. Right. So I wasn't aware at the time of what I was missing mm-hmm. or like what was left out right. of what was happening. Right. And so um, until... My daughter was, how old was she? Nine, almost nine, 10 when I had my first panic attack. Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, she was, yeah. I want to say nine. Mm-hmm. She was when, when I had my first panic attack. And by that time I'd already had another child and I really had thought I'd yeah. moved on from right. all of this. And then, so I'm sitting on my bathroom floor or not bathroom. I'm sitting on my kitchen floor, really wondering, is this, I'm, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. Like, this is it. I'm yeah. going to die on my kitchen floor. Yeah. Like, I hope my husband gets home fast because mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to find Does me. Does something like, trigger it? Do you know? If yeah, it... I do know. So, okay, <laughs> this was weird. It, and it was a trigger that I didn't recognize mm-hmm. until after going to therapy. The therapy. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea what caused it at the time. At the time, I really thought I was having a heart attack. Wow. It felt like a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the time, I didn't know I was having a panic attack. But now looking, like after therapy and walking through this, mm-hmm. Um, she, my counselor helped me understand that what happened was we were at a church event Mm -hmm. and my daughter was not feeling good. She was just kind of like, oh, I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. And she kind of put her head on my shoulder, Mm -hmm. like my kind of upper shoulder. Mm -hmm. And um, I had on like a boat neck top and her cheek had touched my bare shoulder Mm -hmm. and just kind of snuggled there for a second. And when she did that, I, my heart started racing. I started noticing all the people in the room. The room got smaller. I basically had to pick uh-huh. up both my children mm-hmm. and walk out of the room. Mm-hmm. And after doing some work with Jerry, she helped me realize that when I first held Ruthie, mm-hmm. I held her like skin to skin contact. Yeah. And so when holding her skin to skin contact, that night at church, it kind of triggered a memory from yeah. when I had held her in the hospital. 
nine years before. Amazing. And now looking back, I'm like, of course that did that. Because that was, look at, that was a hard day. Mm -hmm. Like that was a hard day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we may have trauma in our lives that we don't know Mm -hmm. until we have a triggering event. Mm -hmm. Like I thought I'd dealt with all that. Right. And then one day it's like, here it is. I'm on my kitchen floor thinking I'm dying, like literally. And so- at that point, um, my husband told me, "Hey, this is this is serious. Let's, you know, let's just go to a counselor and see what's, mm-hmm. you know, see what's going on." Um, so I went to her. She kind of helped me walk through some of that, identified it as trauma. We did a lot of work just talking about it. Um, I did a lot of work, honestly, of just naming it trauma. Yes. Yeah, like just acknowledging mm-hmm. that what happened to me. Was, was traumatic. Trauma, was traumatic yeah. because I am strong mm-hmm. and I ha- I can deal with things mm-hmm. and <laughs> I don't like being vulnerable. Right. And the fact that this was happening to me, I felt weak. Mm. And so, and I'm, you know, I can take care of things. I don't, I yeah. don't, you know, I don't. Yeah. I, well, I would say I don't need a lot of, you know, <laughs> I don't need a lot of help. Uh, when in fact I do actually need but lots I lo- of help. That's one of the things I love about you because when I feel so weak, it's like I always mm-hmm. know, oh, Kim's got my back. You yeah. Know? It's like, yeah. she's got me, you know. Yeah. And so, and, and I love that. I love that I am strength to other to people. Other people. Yeah. I love that. And in that moment, I couldn't be strong for myself. Mm-hmm. And I knew I couldn't wow. be strong for other people. And yeah. That was really that was hard. A big revelation for you, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Huge, huge. Wow. So what I have, what so when I saw in you mm-hmm. some anxiety, yeah, some pre-panic attack <laughs> things. You're like, I don't want to go in there. <laughs> I knew, yeah, and I, yeah. I knew. I was like, man, that's how I have felt before. Mm-hmm. There have been times where you look like maybe I can't catch my breath, yeah. or you know, like something would happen, and I'd be like, oh. I hope, I hope she's okay. And yeah. I, I'd been praying for you for a long time, but I knew some of the trauma that had happened in your life. Right. Like just being right. your friend, right. I knew you'd lost your husband. I was around for a couple of the mm-hmm. hospital stays with John Alex. Yeah, and so I just knew I was like, there's some unresolved trauma mm-hmm. in her life, and um, I knew how helpful therapy had yeah. been for me. Yeah, and honestly. I did the same thing. I walked into Jerry's office and she she was like, okay, I'll see you next week. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I thought I was really yeah. okay. Yeah. I thought I only needed one session, <laughs> yeah. you know, but no, I, I saw her weekly for many months yeah. and then and then graduated um, eventually uh, to once yeah. a month and then stopped going altogether. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so I knew what it could do for someone. Right. And I was like, man, this helped me so much. Well, and it did me as well. Once mm-hmm. I got in there and once, it's like, kind of like what you said. It's like, once you start naming it, then it kind of takes the power away from it. Yeah. And when you're with somebody who's safe, who mm-hmm. you know, they're not judging you, you know, they're yeah. not going to look down on you, mm-hmm. but they're going to help you right, and help you process. I think one of the bl- the biggest blessings that Jerry is for me is... What I'm saying to her does not impact her. Right. What totally. I'm saying to her, like I can't, I can't talk to my husband about my own anxiety mm-hmm. because then he starts to worry about, about me. You. 
Right. Or my children. I mm-hmm. can't talk to, and well, A, he wants to try to fix it. Mm-hmm. Or B, it makes him feel bad right. that what he's doing is impacting me. Mm-hmm. And so having Jerry as an independent kind of sounding board mm-hmm. to talk to her about these things that are bugging me or just things that have come up that what I feel and mm-hmm. what I'm saying does not affect her mm-hmm. is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's so great. So freeing, you know, to be able to have that yeah. person that you well, can talk to. And our counselor is like, she's a Christian. She's yeah. super nice. Um, well, I was going to say that we, was one of the questions. It was yeah. like, I know a lot of people go, How in the world do I even yeah. find someone? So, I mean, I, I picked Jerry because, well, first of all, you were going to her. Yes. But I knew her out even years before yes. I even knew you. Mm-hmm. And so, what was it for you that drew you to, to Jerry? Uh huh. Uh, I looked up online. Mm-hmm. I looked online for um, counselors, Christian counselors mm-hmm. in our area. I knew I wanted somebody that would um, have the same worldview that I did. Right. Yeah. And so I went to her. I, I saw her name come up. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend who had gone to her um, for PTSD. Mm-hmm. And I knew she had experience um, yeah. with... Uh, I mean, I knew she had experience with children. Mm-hmm. I was also looking for her for my daughter mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had had, I was a teacher for a long time mm-hmm. and I'd had her son in class. And okay, so I, I knew, that. Yeah. yeah. So I had known her before, yeah. knew she was a nice person yeah. and just knew that she would have a similar worldview. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was very helpful. Yeah. Um, that and then she's in, um, she's in the same office mm-hmm. as another Christian counselor and I would have been happy to have gone to her as yeah. well. She, they were both super sweet. And uh, yeah, that's what that's how I found her, just yeah. a Google search and then recognized her name. And Yeah. And so, I, you know, again, it was because you had found her and I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I know her from mm-hmm. previous a previous yeah. time in my life. And, um, but the thing for me that was so helpful, not knowing at the time that I was dealing with trauma mm-hmm. was that she's a trauma specialist. Yeah. And so she was able to... Mm-hmm. Do EMDR and other treatments mm-hmm. that we'll talk about later. She's you know, very experienced in, very. in treating trauma. Mm-hmm. So, and so it, that great. was so helpful mm-hmm. um, to go somebody who was truly trained, not you know, mm-hmm. in trauma, to know how to help us. And yeah. so, um, for you, what did you see as some of the biggest benefits for you during that season of going to see Jerry weekly? Yeah. Um, I mean, first was the decrease in anxiety, mm-hmm. um, the decrease. And it, I I call it anxiety now, but I would not have called it right. then. Same here. I would have called it a uh, hair trigger, like the, mm-hmm. the, the feeling of being on hair trigger, mm-hmm. the feeling of like, I'm going to, mm-hmm. you guys can't see my hands, mm-hmm. but like <laughs> yeah. um, just the feeling of I might snap at someone mm. or I might um, yell at my kids that's, quickly. So that's how it came out for mm-hmm. you. Your anxiety came across as anger. That, and mine, I just shut down. Like yeah. I'd freeze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, mine came across as anger. Interesting. Um, it, I was quick to, and and I knew who I could be angry with mm-hmm. and who I couldn't. So yeah. like my husband and my children probably Got caught the, the most. Of it, yeah. yeah. Um, because I knew they would forgive me. And mm-hmm. um, subconsciously, I knew that they would yeah. still have grace for me. <laughs> right. So like uh, I wouldn't blow up at mm-hmm. the lady at the grocery store or right. whatever, but it was more like- The people just, closest to you. Yeah. And that's, that's so, mm-hmm. 
that's the norm. Yeah, you know, like Ruthie we, would leave her shoes in the middle of the hallway. Mm-hmm. I'd trip over them and I would just like- just Lose it. Why? You know, I'd yeah. lose my mind over shoes in the hallway. Yeah. And I, I don't, I might do that now, but I don't uh, do it much the way I used to. Yeah, listen, the change in you in mm-hmm. the past couple of years, it, I mean, and same with me. I mean, with mm-hmm. both of us. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I will say this too. We've, we've done this work with therapy, with going to mm-hmm. see a counselor, but we've also done mm-hmm. some really deep soul care work right. on our own. Well, here's the thing. One hour a week is That's not right. going to change anything. That's right. What's going to change is taking the tools mm-hmm. that, our, that our one hour a week teaches us mm-hmm. and then implementing them. Exactly. So a daily prayer, mm-hmm. daily meditation. And I'm saying meditation, not like new agey right, meditation. Right. If you need to edit that, you can. But like <laughs> not um, not new agey meditation, right. but like Meditating a, on the word of God. Yes. Meditate, yes, yes. absolutely. And I, what we've said before, we want to meditate and not ruminate. Mm-hmm. So meditating on scripture and on like um, the good things. The truth. Yeah, yeah. being grateful and those kinds mm-hmm. of things. Um, has. But that's daily and that's, a rhythm mm-hmm. of um, being thankful and grateful. You know, it just made me think because, mm-hmm. you know, both of our kids have been in therapy when they were younger, yeah. you know, OT, PT, all the sure. things. And how many therapists would tell us, you'd go yeah. and you do therapy and it's like, it's not going to do you any good if mm-hmm. you just, mm-hmm. if we just do it right here, if you're not doing yep. things at home, it's oh not going to do any good. Yes. That just hit me as we're talking about this because it's same it's for same. us as parents. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to do daily soul care mm-hmm. in order for us not to be snapping at our kids, for us right. to not freeze when that anxiety hits. Mm-hmm. It's got to be those daily practices yeah. in place. That just hit me because, you know, yeah. we, we'll do it for our kids. Sure. You know, we'll do all the therapy. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't tell you how many times I put Ruthie in a high chair and made her do hand, like, <laughs> I know, uh, you know, like the, the sensory what's that called? stuff, the um, shaving cream therapy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She, I made her do that a lot. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, and I think it's interesting that you and I had such different um, symptoms of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we we looked very different, mm-hmm. but they were both anxiety. Were I just both, think that yeah. was really interesting. Yeah, that is, that. Th- yeah, it's so true. And so everyone's going to to respond mm-hmm. to to it differently. Yeah. And someone may say, "Oh, I'm not anxious." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you may not be anxious, but man, you get angry so fast. Mm-hmm. And what's the root cause what of is that? that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's all about um finding where is it coming mm-hmm. from and why am I holding on yeah. to it? Yeah. For me, I would feel something would happen and it was like, I mean, I felt it in mm-hmm. my gut. I mean, it would be just like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I would get sick sometimes. It was that yeah. that severe. Um but I had so much trauma related. I mean, my husband we were in and out of the hospital. We'd mm-hmm. get up in the morning, not honestly, there would be days I didn't know if he'd be alive or not. Mm-hmm. There'd be days, you know, I can't tell you how many how many times I would get a call from the doctor mm-hmm. saying, he's just coded again. You know, you're right. going to have to get up here. He's on a ventilator again. So your medical trauma My is medical trauma is high. through the roof. Yeah. I mean, like, yes, yeah. it is. It, medical trauma is, is, and I still have work. I mean, right. I know that I do. I still have work that I need to do yeah. related to that. Um but I know for both of us, I th- I don't know, you know, as great as Jerry is because she's phenomenal. Yeah, she's wonderful. But had we not done the oh, daily I, yeah, work, yeah. she would say that exactly mm-hmm. that that we would not um, have seen the results 
that we've seen in, in both of us. Well, I'm sure she, I mean, next week when we chat with her. Yeah. Hint, surprise. Hint, surprise. Yeah. Uh, when we chat with her, um, she'll probably tell you she's had clients mm-hmm. who have not done yeah. the work daily that mm-hmm. that it might take. And, yeah. you know, you just get to a point where you are tired of <laughs> living that way. Living that way. Yeah. Well, and I, and you, you get and like I, a hint of, <laughs> like, I don't have to be freedom. This I don't yeah, have to like, feel don't this don't way. You're like, okay, yeah. well, I got to feel this way all yeah, the time. Exactly. <laughs> And I think you and I would both say, it's like, okay, we're not, it's not, okay, we had this season where we were going to therapy and it's done mm-hmm. because it's not. I mean, like, right. I know, now I'm not currently going every week or every month right now, mm-hmm. but I know, like, mm, okay, maybe I need to set up an appointment mm-hmm. and go talk to her about these things. Yeah. And there's no shame in that. Mm-hmm. And I think you've experienced that same yeah. thing. Yeah. We call them tune-ups. Tune-ups. Yeah. Because yeah. I technically graduated mm-hmm. from uh, counseling a while ago. Yeah. Uh, maybe over a year ago. Uh, more than that. Anyway, um, so after I graduated counseling, I thought, oh, great, I'm in the I'm clear. Done. I'm yeah. done. I'm healed, yeah. I'm whole, you know, and I'm still doing my daily practices. Mm-hmm. Still, um, if I feel that anxiety coming up, doing my breathing exercises and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But but um, it it creeps back up. Yeah, I mean, it comes back and I'm on a hair trigger again and I'm- And your husband's like, hey, Kim. Yeah. You thought about maybe exactly. going to see Jerry? I think you need to see Miss Jerry again. And um, <laughs> and even my daughter mentioned it to me one time. Oh, oh snap. Maybe we should go oh, see Miss Jerry. I'm oh. like, oh, you're right. Um, <laughs> Ouch. You're right, sweetie. You are so right. Um, Honestly, it wasn't until it was impacting- Mm. kind of our family's yeah. rhythm that yeah. I was like, oh, because this next time it didn't it didn't really come across as, it looked like typical anxiety. It mm. did not look like anger this mm. time. It looked like I was actually nervous yeah. and anxious. Um, and so you went back. I did, yeah. Went back just recently, yeah, yeah. I went back to see her and really just talking it out with her a couple of times and her reminding me of some of the, mm-hmm. the um, ways to get out of that mm-hmm. um, anxiety was really, really helpful. Yeah. And I went back, I mean, maybe two or three times mm-hmm. and then- Then now you're, you've got now those- I'm, I'm back to, yeah, yeah to where just you, my daily rhythms. Yeah. And and so there's, you know, that, that I think it's not, you know, I think you go in sometimes, you think I'm never going to leave therapy. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, and then it's like, then okay, you do, then you do. Yeah. But then you go, oh, wait a minute, maybe mm-hmm. I need to go back, like you said, mm-hmm. for a tune-up. And, you know, I think so often, especially in- um, some, sometimes in the church mm-hmm. world, it's there's shame that's placed on. Sure. I, th- I think, like you said, it, that culture is changing. That is mm-hmm. changing. But I think many, many years ago, especially, mm-hmm. that used to be the case. So how do we take the stigma and the shame and mm-hmm. the, you know, all those things that go along with that yeah. out of that picture? Um, well, one thing is things like this podcast, mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. it talking about it without shame yeah. uh, and just saying, you know, yeah, I went to therapy. And honestly, the younger generation mm. is doing a really good job of that. Of mental of, health. Of yeah. mental health. They are really leading the way, mm-hmm. honestly, um, of taking care of their own mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to say all of them, but definitely they are, they can, they are examples. They're aware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, of for us, mm-hmm. uh, whereas, you know, the, the old ways of stuffing and ignoring are yeah. just not, helping right, anymore. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so we it's can time. see that. Yeah. yeah. We can tell. And so I would say, yeah, just talking about it, mm-hmm. um, opening up 
telling your community. Mm-hmm. If you have people that are around you, um, which you should, everybody would mm-hmm. be better if they had community. Yeah. Um, just telling them, hey, I think I'm thinking about this. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, and just being open and being a, yeah. being willing to be a little bit vulnerable mm-hmm. um, is how I think we start. Yeah, yeah. And Maybe. then it takes the stigma away because sure. then you're just like, yeah. Well, somebody I'm, else will say, oh, I've been to therapy. It's not yeah. that bad, or. You know, yeah. I mean, how many married couples do you know have been in count- marriage, marriage right. counseling or, you know, I, and, and I will say there is something I would encourage people. If you have a church that offers counseling, mm-hmm. that's wonderful. That's phenomenal. I would recommend that. Um, and if you uncover trauma, I would definitely seek a trauma, trauma counselor. Specialist. Yeah. Yeah. Or a trauma specialist mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, just to it's help just you a work different, that. It's mm-hmm. just a different dynamic. And, yeah. and I've heard of different people who've gone and, and that's the, their story. They've gone mm-hmm. in and they've done traditional counseling and it's, mm-hmm. things got uncovered. And it's like, you, you really need someone who mm-hmm. can gently help you through right. that. And, you know, we're so blessed mm-hmm. because we have Jerry yeah. Cross in our life. Yeah. And, you know, as you alluded a few minutes ago about next week, she's going to be our guest on the podcast. I and know. It's going to be so great. I'm so she's excited. She's so wise, isn't she? She is very wise and very kind and very calm mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. very just, and if you, mm-hmm. if you, um, were part of By the Brook 2022. Yeah. You got to meet Jerry because she we, she did a session mm-hmm. um, with us and just is amazing and mm-hmm. has helped both of us so much. Right. And, you know, you, you do need to be, you know, you have to be cautious about who, you, like you said, right. we you research, pray about yeah. who you go to because not everybody's going to be a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. And so... Exactly. And if your first counselor that you go to is not a good exactly. fit... Go to a new go to one. Go to another one. They will not be offended if you go to a new one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, they would tell you just find somebody find who you click with, right. and um, and not be afraid to hurt feelings if yeah. you need to change mm-hmm. change it up. Absolutely. So um, next week we'll have Jerry here with us, continuing this conversation and mm-hmm. and going a little bit deeper into some specific questions. I I reached out to some of the moms in my community group. And I just said, okay, what are some of the things you would want to ask mm-hmm. a therapist who's trained in trauma? And yeah. they have sent back some amazing questions. Oh, I can't wait. That we're going to delve a little bit deeper into, but we kind of wanted to set the stage with our story and our journey yeah. and to say, you know what? We saw the need for help. We mm-hmm. went and sought out that help. And I'm not the same person. I literally- yeah, Me neither. I am not the same person I was before. So mm-hmm. Kim, th- honestly, in all sincerity, thank you for being, I'm going to cry, but being bold and and lovingly just saying, hey, you know, have you thought about this? Because it really did change me. Becky, when healed people Mm. see other people that need healing, Mm -hmm. they don't keep it quiet. Yeah, That is the whole message of Jesus. When we are free, we cannot leave people in shackles. It's just part of it. So and true. so that's that's part of my story. And I am so happy to yeah. see other people like come to Jesus or go to counseling mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Whatever healing and freedom mm-hmm. they need. I'm yeah. I am I needed it. And so I'm excited to yeah. to share it. So well thank you, friend. Love I love you, friend. I love you too. I'm just so grateful that you are in my life. And so Same. Thank you. All right, well, I'll see you back um, next week. Yes, with with special guests. With special guests, Jerry Cross. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rising Above with Becky Davidson, created and produced by Rising Above Ministries. To learn more about us and our resources for special needs families, visit risingaboveministries.org or download our free app. If you've enjoyed listening and want to hear more, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. You can always share it to encourage a friend. And remember, joy can be found in every story.